Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. You on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson for your health. I want to wish everyone a happy Sunday. Today is November the 4th, 2018. We got one more month left in this year, and we're finished. I just want to say I wish everyone is having a good day and, and have a great week. I'm excited about my show because Mrs. Uh, Roberta Reggio has been on this show before, and I'm just so glad to have her back because she's the founder of the Hypoglycemic Foundation. And if any of you guys have been listening to my show, I've really been encouraging us to watch what we eat and how food is having a profound effect on our emotion as well as our criminal mind state. And I know that's hard to believe, and I couldn't believe it either, but reading so many good resources, a book, uh, Sugar in the Criminal Mind by Joe Rodell, and then we have a Barbara Reed Setter uh, on food and behavior, and a lot of more doctors and professors are coming forward to say, look, there's a profound effect on how food is having on our health. So we have Ms. Roberta on from the uh, Hypoglycemic Foundation, and she's going to share with us update us on what's been happening with the foundation, and she's also in San Francisco, so she's going to give us a, a overview of what's going on. Hi, how you doing, Ms. Roberta? Welcome back. Oh, oh my God, I feel fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm in San Francisco, and while we're speaking, I'm, I have a big picture window. I'm overlooking the Bay Area, so I feel like I'm in heaven. Sounds beautiful. And our new, Sounds and our new CEO... Well, from Alderson is right here, and I'm so excited that, you know, he's joining me tonight because he has a wealth of information and exciting news to share. So um, it's going to be a great, great night. But first and foremost, I want to thank you again for having me and uh, as I represent the Hypoglycemia Support Foundation. So both Wolfram and I and the organization are deeply, deeply appreciative of you and your work and for helping us join you tonight. I just, I'm just proud to know you guys. You know, you've been very gracious. You know, to be, always respond to me because I see reading your book, reading the other information. I see so many people in our community that's sick, and to me, we're attacking them uh, as though they're the problem. But we know there's an underlying problem behind all of this that we're missing, and that you guys are pioneers to bring this forward to our community so I know people are beginning to listen so kind of explain to our listening audience what the hypoglycemic foundation is and how it started just give them an overview um all right I won't take too much time because we you know Wolfram has a lot to share but basically I was sick for 10 years right after my both children were born, sick after my daughter was born, but all my symptoms intensified after my son was born. And every time I would go to the doctor, he would say, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Now, I want to mention my symptoms because I think going over the symptoms is very important for your audience. And if they're listening and they have experiencing these symptoms or any of their friends or their loved ones, you know, please take note. It started out with severe headaches. Severe headaches, crying spells, depression, insomnia, uh, cold hands, cold feet, the shakes, 
um, you know, that's how it started. And every time I would go to the doctor, if the children were born, the doctor would say, don't worry, it's after baby blues. And then when I went six months later, he said, don't worry about it, this will help you. And that was my first introduction to Xanax or Librium or whatever it was. And then um, as time went on, all my symptoms just intensified. So I would go from doctor to doctor and I would take, you know, my pills went from 50 milligrams to 200 milligrams to 300. I eventually was on um, Thorazine, Melaril, Tofranil. And um, there was, they kept on saying there's nothing physically wrong. So it had to be mental. It had to be emotional. This scenario lasted for almost 10 years. Um, after that, um, I went to the last doctor and he says, I have something that I think will help you. And I says, I'll take it. I was so naive, uh, Marsha, that I didn't even ask what it was, what the treatment was. I just signed papers. Well, lo and behold, um, I went to a hospital and I found out it wasn't a hospital. It was a mental health section in a hospital. And I was locked up for three weeks, given electric shock therapy treatments. So that's basically it. And I then wanted to come home and I just wanted to die. And um, reluctantly, we just packed up the kids and all my medicine and moved to South Florida because we thought starting a whole new life would be the answer. And when I moved to South Florida, every symptom that I had was just intensified. Again, I'm going to mention them. We're talking about severe headaches. We're talking about depression. We're talking about, you know, um, anxiety. At this time, I was anxious because I thought I was just either dying or I was going to, I wanted to die because nobody could give me an answer. Nobody could tell me what was wrong. And um, I was now ashamed. I was embarrassed. I was just hiding because I didn't want to go out. I felt that everyone was speaking, you know, what's wrong with her? You know, is her husband beating her? (laughs) Can she not be a mother and take care of her children? So it was a lot going on. Anyway, I started to have a symptom that I never experienced before. I was passing out. I was in church. I would pass out. I'd be at the supermarket. I would pass out. So reluctantly, I went to another doctor, and he said, he looked over my case history. The last 10 years, all the tests I had taken, all the pills I had taken, and he says, Roberta, you never had a glucose tolerance test. And I says, what's that? He says, I don't even explain it. Trust me, let me just take the test, and I'll... I think I know what it is. So when I went for the wow. results, he didn't even he didn't even tell me the results, Masha. He asked me, "What do you eat?" And I looked at him like he was crazy. What do you mean, what do I eat? And then I started to think. You know, I wasn't eating. You know, I had two small children. I was trying to take care of them. I was trying to survive. I would skip breakfast, I would skip lunch, and then being from an Italian background, I would come home and my mother thought she was doing well. You know, so she'd make, you know, lasagna or bring me hot bread or, you know, uh, apple pie. Mm -hmm. And then my husband would come home and, you know, he'd want to treat me and we'd go out for a hot fudge sundae. I had absolutely no idea that what I was eating was contributing to my health. You know, I mean, we never even thought of a food-mood connection. So he told me, he says, I promise you, if you go home, eat properly and get rid of, you know, go on this diet, you would be okay. Well, he was somewhat right. It was it took me a long time. It took me years. It took me years because I didn't know the difference between a complex carbohydrate or a simple. I had no idea how to stop eating the high amount of carbs that I was eating, the pasta, the, you know, everything. 
But it took me three years to be the person that I wanted to be. I went to school. I went to I worked. And then seven years later, there was a tiny article, anyone having harmful effects of electric shock therapy, get in touch with this committee, which I did. They heard my story, asked me to go to Tallahassee, and to introduce legislation to restrict the abuse of electric shock therapy. And lo and behold, I did not realize that the following morning, you know, my story would be on the front page of the Miami Herald. And that's when, you know, I got some calls from local stations to start talking about my story. And people started to ask, what was your diet like? What kind of exercise did you do? Did you take vitamins? I, too, have these symptoms. I may be hypoglycemic. Where do I go? So the cry for help was so strong that a friend of mine said, no, it was a talk show host, Tony Crabtree, said, Roberta, you need to start an organization. I said, what, are you crazy? Lo and behold, a year later, I started the Hypoglycemia Support Foundation. But, you know, Marsha, I spoke to, I sent about 50 letters out to 50 doctors in the area. I told them what I wanted to do, have monthly meetings and you know, would they help me? Would they support me? Would they educate the audience? Because the need was there, not one answer. So then I wasn't discouraged. I just wrote to the, the biggest and the best researchers, authors, doctors, Dr. Manuel Sharaskin, Carlton Fredericks, um, you know, Harvey Roth, and they all answered and they supported us. And that was almost 40 years ago. And we're here. We're still wow. here. We're here from all over the world. I answer some 500 emails a month, and then, um, to be honest, and I think your audience should know this, that two years ago, my husband passed, and I was just at the lowest point in my life, and I said, how am I going to keep the organization going? You know, I just, I didn't have the strength, I didn't have the energy, we didn't have any funding, but God must have heard me, and God must have wanted this to keep on going. He sent an angel by the name of Wolfram Alderson. He became our CEO, and he has taken us to heights where I just, I only dreamt of. So I've worked with him day wow. and night for almost, two, for almost two years. I've made several trips down to San Francisco to continue our work, some work that we really needed to do together face-to-face. But um, most of it is done on the phone with conferences and speaking to doctors, you know, all over the world. And he, he's he's. He's led us. He's led us on a path that I, I can't believe. But basically why I did come to not only work with him, I'm here for a week, but we just attended two days at the Jumpstart um, MD, Way to the Nation Conference. It was fabulous. And I was excited because we saw some of our medical advisors, Dr. Robert Lustig and Dr. Joan Ifflin. So um, I'm going to I'm going to end here because I'm going to put Wolfram on. I'm going to let him tell you what we've been doing, what our plans were, where he's taking us. And, again, I want anyone that's listening, you know, to go over the symptoms that I said. If you have any symptoms, please, you can get in touch with us. Our organization is hypoglycemia.org. You can now, um, if you have any child, teenager, young adolescent, we're the only organization of its kind that has hypoglycemiakids.org. And we just started a new hypoglycemia closed support group. And it's just going, it's just phenomenal. It's great. So um, I don't know if you want to take a break. Um, you don't have to ask me to talk because I don't stop. <laughs> this it inspires no, me that you no. want to listen and you want to share. So, again, I want to thank you. 
What? I love it. I love what you. I love your testimony. I love your story because, as you said, I, like I said, I'm being able to see some of these people's symptoms as you're talking about, as I'm having a conversation, even within my own family. But to get people to understand, it's the diet, and even talking with police officers and having them having conversation with them. I said, you know what? Maybe you need to talk to some of these guys you arrested and say, what did you have to eat? Even some of the officers, what have you had to eat today? Because I truly believe so many of us are sick, and what's happening is right there on our plate. And so I'm, I'm glad, you know, that God had a, a way for you. That, that dark place that you travel, the light for us and others to like you, that they don't even have to travel that path because you've done that. So now – You've lit in the road to say, okay, this is the direction you can go in because all these symptoms that you listed and these people are listening saying, wait a minute, this could be me. So Ms. Roberta has given us a sense of direction of where we can go to have a healthy mind and healthy body. So but we are going to take a break, and we'll have Mr. Wilfram on after we come back from the break. And I just want to thank you guys for listening to the D-Hour Network. This is Marsha Thaddison for your health show. Welcome, welcome. I, I do thank you for taking time out to kind of share with us as CEO of the uh, Hypoglycemic Foundation. Tell us uh, what's going on and what you would like for us to know. Great. Well, thanks, uh, as Rebecca said, for having us on your show and for your um, special attention to this area of health. 
Um, first, I'll clarify, it's the hypoglycemia support foundation. And the reason it's important to differentiate between hypoglycemia and hypoglycemic is, you know, I think it's important today not to define ourselves by our disease or disease condition. So, you know, as opposed to being a diabetic, you're a person with diabetes and versus being a hypoglycemic, you're a person that may have hypoglycemia. But we want, we want people to know that your disease doesn't have to define you. And that's a big focus of our educational work. Um, one of the first big projects that uh, Roberta and I worked on is developing a comprehensive infographic, uh, which is basically a, a, a story with both pictures and words. And it's on our website. If you go to hypoglycemia.org forward slash info, um, there's a, a really amazing infographic which provides a comprehensive overview of what we call reactive functional hypoglycemia. So what's important to know about hypoglycemia is that it's, it's uh, you've probably heard the parable about the three blind men in the room with the elephant and they each see something different. Well, in the medical field, um, hypoglycemia is very, very similar that many doctors and researchers all see hypoglycemia with a with a different lens because they're looking at it from different angles. And, um, right. So, for example, a hypoglycemia is associated with virtually every major medical condition: cancer, uh, you know, Parkinson's disease, type one diabetes, type two diabetes. Um, but the kind of hypoglycemia that we often talk about the most because it's the most common is something called reactive functional hypoglycemia, and that's hypoglycemia that most of us have probably experienced some aspect of in our life, um, you know, and it's diet-related. Most of us know what um, the term hangry. Have you ever heard that term, hangry, H-A-N-G-R-Y? No, I've never heard that term, uh, no. Well, it, you know, in other words, when you get um, uh, you, you haven't had a meal, you might have skipped a meal, and you get irritable, and all of a sudden you notice that you're maybe you're responding um, to to situations uh, kind of erratically, or you might be grouchy, or you might snap at somebody, um, gotcha. or you're just feeling really irritable. Um, that's what we would call hangry. It's you know combination of hungry and angry. <laughs> and you had okay. made you, you made the you made the connection with uh, you know uh, food and mental health, and, and you referenced a book, Sugar in the Criminal Mind. Of course, we've even had um, defenses of, you know, we lost a mayor here in San Francisco, and the person who shot the mayor used what was called the Twinkie defense. So, um, you know, we, there's clearly a connection between diet and criminal behavior. But for most of us, it doesn't lead to, to that. Uh, but it does lead to many of the symptoms that um, Roberta mentioned, most people have probably heard of the sugar blues or perhaps something called brain fog, just being confused. Um, and, of course, in more advanced states, you can become very irritable and experience more dramatic symptoms. Um, low blood sugar, which is, you know, hypoglycemia is just a fancy name for low blood sugar. And some people might be confused because they've heard of hyperglycemia and hypoglycemia. So that's high blood sugar and low blood sugar. And the interesting thing is that um, low blood sugar is rarely experienced by itself. It often comes along with high blood sugar first, then low blood sugar. So, for example, 
you have a big bowl of ice cream or perhaps a bowl of cereal with added sugar or a soda or something like that, your, your, sugar, your sugar level in your blood is going to um, skyrocket. And then, as, you, as you're probably aware, most people are aware that, you know, a half an hour, an hour later, um, your sugar, uh, blood sugar drops. And, you know, lo and behold, you either need more sugar or more carbohydrate. And it's this uh, really awful cycle that I think a lot of people, including myself, have experienced where you're on this blood sugar roller coaster uh, throughout the day. And, and that's often fueled with a high-carbohydrate high processed food diet, and, and then you add in things like caffeine and uh, cigarettes, even worse, and other substances to right. kind of manage that roller coaster versus, um, you know, the ultimate solution, which is really focusing on real food and cutting out the processed carbohydrates, the flours, the sugars, all the added sugars, which are, there's over 300 in our food supply. Um, mm-hmm. So... So um, just to, you know, kind of sum up the, the basic type of um, hypoglycemia or low blood sugar that we're talking about is reactive or functional hypoglycemia. And that just is, again, a fancy name for this blood sugar roller coaster that many people are on related to diet. So now, uh, what we're doing, go ahead, please. Now, I, you list all those type of things. How do one, when one goes to the doctor, say that I'm having the low blood sugar, how, how am I to say if it's affecting me by my behavior? If I, like the things that Ms. Roberta listed, the symptoms, and I have the low blood sugar, would doctors recognize what's going on or would they still link it to, mental, to the physical, um, just seeing the physical, no emotional connection to that? Well, I can um, answer that, and I will say honestly, many doctors just simply don't understand hypoglycemia. They might try and treat the symptoms, and treating the symptoms, what that looks like is they might say, well, have some orange juice or have some crackers, which would get your blood sugar up quickly. And that may be good advice if you're in a really having an acute situation where, um, you know, your blood sugar is dropping uh, precipitously and you need to correct that um, in, a, in a very um, kind of an emergency state. But unfortunately, that sugar and the orange juice and the crackers is probably why you're having hypoglycemia to begin with, too much sugar and processed carbohydrates in your diet. So unfortunately, uh, many doctors simply don't um, look at the causes of hypoglycemia. They treat the symptoms. And that's a kind of a problem with many doctors in modern medicine, not just hypoglycemia. Marsha, can I interject here? Sure. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I just want to add a little bit to what um, Wolfram has just mentioned. If anyone is listening and they're hearing the symptoms that I just mentioned, again, I'll go over them, headaches, depression, crying spells, mood swings, um, just high and lows with your emotions and, you know, you just don't know when you want, you say, okay, I have all those symptoms, what do I do now, okay? First of all, if you have a doctor, find out if he tests and treats hypoglycemia. You could call up the nurse and say, you know, does he test, does he treat? So go in and ask him, but just don't go in. Go in prepared. Write down your symptoms. Write down um, a diet symptom diary. 
Stop putting down everything that you eat, the time that you eat it in one column, and in the second column, your symptoms, and then you'll see if there is a correlation. So when you go to the doctor, at least you'll be able to inform him. You'll be able to tell him, doctor, these are the symptoms. You know, and I, I heard about hypoglycemia. I went on the website. I learned about it. I think it's, you know, it, I may have it. Um, and I kept a diet symptom diary. Would you, you know, what is your suggestion? Um, there's two things that you could do after that or that he could do. Either he says he doesn't test or treat it, then you have to go looking for a doctor that does. Or go on the website see our suggestions for a diet. They're very, very simple. Go on the diet. A lot of times people will go on the diet and within a couple of weeks they feel a big difference. If your symptoms get, wor- symptoms get worse or they persist, you have to find a doctor knowledgeable with hypoglycemia and sympathetic to your needs. You have to find them. And they are out there. Functional medicine doctor, a chiropractor, there are some endocrinologists that will believe it and will test you, and there are some that I spoke to, they say it doesn't exist. So you have to do your homework. You have to take responsibility. It may be challenging, but, you know, please go on our website. We're there. We'll give you support. We'll give you hope. And um, But just don't let it get worse. And here's Wolfram again. No. Oh, uh, Marsha, I was just going to say on our website, there is, uh, if you go to hypoglycemia.org forward slash test, there's a whole page of instructions for testing for hypoglycemia, and it might help to print that out, take it with you to the doctor, Um, but it it outlines uh, some of the basic testing, uh, you know, methods that are used for hypoglycemia, and they're also mentioned in the infographic I mentioned at hypoglycemia.org forward slash info. Um, and, and again, um, you know, I would say, for one, um, you know, while some of these symptoms are alarming and you definitely should pay attention to them, uh, one way to look at this is this is a gift um, because um, what hypoglycemia is, is it's the beginning of what could become type 2 diabetes or more serious metabolic conditions. So it's, it's a gift in the sense that you, you're your body is telling you something's out of whack, pay attention. And I think the important thing and what's happened, uh, you know, kind of in our society is that these symptoms have become so common that people are no longer taking them seriously. It just becomes part of their lifestyle, this up and down kind of roller coaster experience during the day and these various uh, symptoms that we experience. And our message is to take these uh, symptoms seriously. Um, and, and this could, could be a gift in terms of, intervening early before uh, this condition gets worse. And we're not the only ones that are saying this. The doctor who first described hypoglycemia, Dr. Seal Harris in the 1940s, actually was quoted as saying the low blood sugar of today is the diabetes of tomorrow. And what he was saying was not that it's inevitable that if you have low blood sugar that you will get diabetes. He's just saying here's a condition that if you pay attention to early, in its uh, evolution um, and intervene and focus on real food and getting the, you know, the the substances that drive your sugar up, which are mainly added sugar in the diet and processed carbohydrates, um, that you can actually reverse this. And what we're learning today, which is something we haven't heard very much in the last couple decades, is that 
even uh, type 2 diabetes is reversible um, if you yes. get the diet right. Yes. Yeah. And I've witnessed that from people that was type 2 that's no longer um, type 2 diabetes. And I, I stand in agreement with that 100%, yes. But I'm listen, looking at your website, too. It really is – your website is great, Roberta. And you guys are doing a great job. I truly believe getting this information out. But a lot of people don't know that you exist. But I like the hypoglycemic with the children because they list here. You list these things for children, and who can you know who knows to look at this for kids? We have mood swings, severe fatigue, insomnia, sudden temper outbursts, failing grades, sleeping in class, fainting spells withdrawal, anxiety, crankiness, delinquent behavior, uh, food allergy, seizure, and crying spells. This, and I'm looking at some of your um, testimonies of the people that sharing their stories. Kids as young as seven years old. Well, why I put that, why I was so um, excited about putting up that website was, you know, the effort behind it was to help these parents and the children because we were seeing children and hearing from parents that that child was two years old, three years old. And we found that um, the common denominator in many of them, fruit juices, fruit, naturally candy, but they don't realize the fruit juices, for instance, orange juice, they think, oh, my God, orange juice. You know, everybody thinks it's good, it's perfect, and, you know, we're not giving the child Coca-Cola, so we're giving it orange juice. They don't realize that in an eight-ounce glass of orange juice, there could be almost seven or eight ounce, seven or eight teaspoons of sugar. The body doesn't know whether it's natural or unnatural. So um, that was the biggest culprit. And Wolfram will tell you about um, one of our doctors, one of our advisors, uh, in Seattle that we met several times and what she has done. Wolfram, can you interject about Dr. Irma? Oh, um, well, we, yeah, we've worked with a number of doctors. Um, we have um, one doctor in Seattle who's a, a pediatric gastroenterologist, uh, Uma uh, Pashardi, Dr. Uma Pashardi, and she's at Swedish Hospital. And uh, like many doctors, um, they, they did not get uh, much training in nutrition in medical school, only 30% of medical schools even require doctors to take a single nutrition course. And then the doctors that do take a nutrition course, they might only, they might only take one or two courses. And so many doctors leave medical school really totally unprepared to deal with diet-related uh, health conditions, which unfortunately are about 75% of chronic disease are diet-related. So it's um, really a deplorable uh, situation. But there is hope. Um, another doctor we work with, uh, Dr. Ann Childers, she's based in Portland, Oregon. Um, she's actually a psychiatrist, but she connects her practice with metabolic health, meaning diet-related um, health. And um, what she's finding is that many of her patients who are coming into her office who are complaining of what they believe are mental health conditions, um, you know, for example, the the um, Hypoglycemia Support Foundation, we've surveyed over 2,000 people in the last couple of years, and over 50% report depression as one of the leading uh, symptoms of hypoglycemia. So this mental health is profoundly affected by um, uh, conditions like hypoglycemia or low blood sugar. 
What Dr. Childress is finding is that using a continuous glucose monitor and a diet symptom diary and looking at symptoms and also looking at insulin response, which is another important factor, that many folks who have what they believe are mental health conditions actually just have a diet-related disorder. And within two weeks, by simply cutting out some of the worst kinds of carbohydrates and added sugars, their mental health uh, problems just go away. Uh, so, and, wow. and that's not that's that's not just Dr. Childers. There's a whole new field that's emerging right now called nutritional psychiatry, and so finally, medicine and um, mental health are waking up and starting to talk to each other, and they're realizing that diet is at the center of our physical and mental health, not at the periphery. That is wonderful. And, you know, but how do we get this information to everyday? Well, we're going to try with the Blog Talk Radio and posting it on Facebook. But to let people know that, let's look at our diet. I remember a couple of years back I did a presentation for the Noonan Police Department, and I was telling the officers that uh, I wanted to do this presentation and share some things with them because I truly believe a lot of their officers are sick. And... Um, and, uh, and the lieutenant said, sick how? I said, you guys probably can't remember one report from another, and you're out here, stressful, trying to do this. And sure enough, they agree, and I went in there with some fermented foods and some healthy stuff and, and just kind of talked about how the gut is relating to the brain and how it affects everything. And when I finished, so many of them came up and said, you're right, I can't remember nothing. I am, you know, what do I need to do to to clean that up, and I said, we have to change the diet. And a lot of people don't take their food with them, especially officers and firemen and stuff like that. So even the people that serving us are sick, and we're sick. So I truly believe this information to let us know the symptoms that our children are facing. So we're attacking the kids, we're attacking the teachers, but we need to attack what's on our plate and how we're putting it into our system because it has a profound effect on our mental capability, which affects our whole overall environment and community. Yes, well, Marsha, you're right on. And um, thank you for bringing up the, the um, uh, police force. Uh, another really huge group is the U.S. military, all the branches of the military. Um, th- there's a, a huge problem on military bases. A lot of these guys and gals who are under a lot of pressure uh, physically and mental pressure and training and so on, uh, are they'll go down to the canteen or the cafeteria on these bases, and what are they serving but um, these high-energy drinks, which are basically sugar, water, and caffeine. And they're chugging mm-hmm. that stuff along with um, other you know, things like power bars, quote-unquote, which are also very high in sugar. And um, they do get the short-term rush from the sugar, but the longer-term effects are really starting to affect the military. And you can just Google, um, you know, diet and health in the military, and you'll see a number of articles that are coming out showing that uh, people in the military are suffering from dental disease, um, hypoglycemia, a whole range of mental health and physical health disorders related to diet. So it's really all sectors of our society that are being affected. Correct. Of course, you know, we want to focus on children, the next generation, but um, really everybody is being uh, affected by this problem. And we, one of the ways we reach out beyond our website is that we are attending um, uh, national conferences. Um, 
that are training doctors and that are also uh, events that are open up to the public. And we're in, you know, increasingly involved with those kinds of events, which we share. Uh, you can find us on Facebook if you just uh, type in, you know, Hypoglycemia Support Foundation. We've also started a, a private uh, support group so people can ask more uh, personal questions and share with others who are going through the same thing. Um, and that, that seems to be growing. There's a lot of interest in that. Of course, Facebook is a um, – there's a lot of noise and meaningless information there on Facebook, but the, the upside is there's some uh, – it's a great opportunity for people to network and learn from others. And we, we bring our doctors and registered dietitians and other experts um, to help um, comment and respond to some of the questions that we get on Facebook as well. Now, you're in San Francisco. What are you guys doing out there? What type of results are you getting from the doctors and the feedback of your, what you're sharing out there in San Francisco? Well, we, we um, I had two events this week, and one of them, uh, Roberta, was, uh, came out here from Florida to join us. One event was um, an event with uh, some doctors from UCSF and myself, uh, a panel discussion of metabolic syndrome and mental health. And that was a public event. Um, and another event was uh, hosted by um, a weight loss clinic in the Bay Area called Jumpstart MD and also a national organization called Low Carb USA. It's called Weight of the Nation. It was a two-day event, um, and uh, hundreds of people were in attendance from all over the country. And we've been uh, involved with these kinds of events the last couple of years and increasingly taking on a leadership role um, because, um, you know, hypoglycemia, I don't know if you ever heard the term canary in the coal mine. Um, uh, many years yes. ago, uh, when the miners went down in the mines, um, if they would take a, a canary in a little cage, and if the canary right. dropped over dead, they knew that the air was going bad or there were bad <laughs> gases in the mine. And so hypoglycemia is like one of the canaries in the coal mine of metabolic disease. And I mentioned that it was a gift earlier. It's not just a curse. It's an opportunity to pay attention to something early in, uh, in, the, in the game, if you will, before it advances to more, um, you know, critical uh, mental or, or physical health conditions. So we're working to educate doctors. Um, we, the, there's uh, something called continuing medical education, which is how doctors get education once they've graduated from medical school. They're, in order to keep their license as a doctor, they have to uh, update and take classes every year. And so we are uh, working um, with interest in Seattle and West Virginia and Florida and around the country to offer these courses about hypoglycemia. Uh, to doctors, but, and also um, working on events for the for the general public. And then we share these these information and events on social media, not just on Facebook, but also on Twitter and LinkedIn. And you know, we're just working really hard to get the word out there and uh, let people know that it's not all in their head. Um, these these symptoms they may have been experiencing are are real. And even though you might talk to one or two or three doctors that don't seem to know what you're talking about. It's worth hanging in there and um, paying attention to these symptoms and, and of course, focusing on, on diet and, you know, what we call real food, um, meaning, you know, food that doesn't come in packages or boxes, but the food you right. find in the produce right. section or in the, the meat aisle, um, you know, you can eat real food can be plant-based or animal-based. Um, the important thing is that it's real food and not processed, that it doesn't have added sugar and all the other 
you know, right. uh, food-like substances, chemicals, additives, preservatives, fillers, colors, all that stuff, which is not real food. Now, are you guys familiar with the Weston Price Foundation, Dr. Weston yes. Price? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, you know, Weston Price Foundation has been around a long time. And to be honest, uh, for a long time, I thought they were a fringe group because their, um, what they were sharing was so different than what you were hearing from everybody else. And Weston Price right. was a dentist and, uh, and did some research. His research started with um, dental health. And dental health is another one of those canaries in the coal mine. As you know, if you have cavities or dental disease, that is a, me- a metabolic state. Uh, and, and dentists are now starting to look, and, and the endocrinologists like Dr. Robert Lustig, who's one of our advisors, he is uh, very hot on the dental association lecture circuit. Uh, dentists are just so excited that, uh, folks in other parts of medicine are now starting to see dental disease as one of those canaries in the coal mine that it's not just about your dental health, but your dental health is an indicator of the health of your whole system, which, you know, is really just another uh, metabolic health is just a big uh, fancy medical term for your whole body. Right, right. But, you know, what was great about Dr. Weston Price is that when him and his wife travel in the early years, finding out about remote villages and people living isolated from the American standard diet, these people had none of the diseases or dental problems that we were suffering with. And all they were eating was plant-based food that has not been processed, you know, animals, fats, that in the sun, eating grass, eating nature, you know, nothing being confined. So a lot of people always ask me, are you vegetarian or are you vegan? I go, no, I just want to eat what's real. Just give me the real deal. <laughs> and I think if uh, <laughs> we eat the real deal, we'd be much, much more healthy, healthier. But, you know, learning about what Ms. Roberta went through, and I'm seeing other people go through this, I just want to be able to bring people like you guys to the forefront and say, hey, this is what we need to share. Um, we're going to take another break, but before we do, Ms. Roberta, talk about your book. You have a book. So if people interested in getting your book, they can go to the website and purchase that book, The Do's and Don'ts of Hypoglycemic. Yes. Um, I have to be honest with you. First of all, the book is The Do's and Don'ts of Low Blood Sugar, an everyday guide to um, hypoglycemia. Oh, no, The Do's and Don'ts of Hypoglycemia, an everyday guide to low blood sugar. And um, I must say I am proud of it and uh, happy to know that my publisher just um, published the fifth edition. So um, we put a lot of heart and soul into it. So I'm very excited. That's the good part. Um, the little bit of sad news is that you cannot purchase it on my website. We're now right in the middle of um, fixing it. Uh, You know, it's just a little glitch. So if people are listening and they want to go order it, they cannot. But they can go on Amazon. They can go on Amazon to get it. Um, And the good news is that they also have um, an audio book. And that's very inexpensive. I think it's $0.99, cents, $1.99, or something like that. So they have two um, versions. So they can get a hot copy. Oh, wow. They can go to Amazon and order it. Or they can go to Barnes & Noble or any bookstore. But, you know, the bookstores locally are getting, you know, very scarce. So uh, everyone is, like, on Amazon. 
So the book is out there, and just be patient. We should be able to order it on my site very soon. And, uh, Wolfert, we want to remind people you guys are a nonprofit, correct? And that they can That's right. We're a nonprofit. Yes, uh, we're always, we rely on the kindness of strangers and the kindness of our friends and donations. Um, and we're also um, developing programs, as I'm, educational programs for doctors and uh, seeking funds from foundations. So we're always appreciative of connections to uh, healthcare institutions and foundations that support this area of work. Um, we're easy to find, uh, you know, contact via our website or on our Facebook page. Um, uh, and we, we're pretty good at responding quickly. So, uh, and we've done some fundraising on Facebook too, which is a new channel now for uh, fundraising. Um, so, yes. Right. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson for your help, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm able to carry on 
you know, as Wolfram said, they weren't taught nutrition. They don't know what to do. So um, we try to tell them whether they're a child or whether they're an adult, try to at least get the biggies out, okay, the sugar. Well, not for a child, alcohol, caffeine, tobacco, you know, but we're talking about all ages of, of, of children, you know, the young, the adolescent. You know, if you have a 12-year-old that's um, into drugs or into smoking or into these high-energy drinks, all of this can contribute to it. You know, so every parent that gets in touch with us has a different question, a different question, a different fear. And we just tell them to go to our website. You know, um, we don't diagnose. We don't treat. We give you information. We try to give you some facts. We try to give you some hope, some direction, some encouragement. And I think the key words that I want to leave them with is education. You must educate yourself. If you go over the symptoms that I mentioned before and you think it applies to you, your loved one, a friend, and you think, well, gee, maybe I have hypoglycemia, please go to our website. We have four years of blogs there. We have a whole, if they go to the first page of our website, on the top, learn about hypoglycemia. We have at least the top ten questions and answers about it. What is it? It's relationship to diabetes. What kind of testing? It has a whole paragraph on it. So, you know, the information is there. Be informed. And if they go to our Facebook page, they will see the doctors that we're working with. They'll see Dr. Joan Ifflin and, and her, her, um, her book on processed food and its correlation to hypoglycemia. They'll, they'll learn about Dr., uh, not Dr., but um, Julia Ross and her book on, um, on, um, craving cure. on cravings, the craving cure. And what she does with uh, patients that have hypoglycemia. So there are other doctors, there are other books, there are other organizations. They don't have to do this alone. Again, but, you know, this is all information that they have to digest. They have to work with a doctor. They have to find a doctor. They have to find a doctor that tests, that treats, that believes in them. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I often say, if your daughter was getting married, how many places would you go to to find the perfect wedding dress? You would take sometimes yes. six months. If your car and you want to buy a new car, how, you know, sometimes a guy will take a year to find a new car. It's not right, the color, the engine. You know, do the same thing with your health. If the doctor doesn't believe in hypoglycemia, find a new doctor, okay? Right. Um, look right. up. And there are, on my website, there are links to other organizations that will give you referral listings in your area. So call up. I have all that information on, on, the, on our website, how to find a physician. So we can give you so much, but remember, you know, you, you, you have to do it. It's, it's hard, but it's, it's your, your life, it's your body, it's the only one you have. Right. So um, we're there to help you. And we've got to thank you, Wolfram and I, thank you. Our information can only get out with, with, with people, dedicated people, and supportive people, and loving people like you. So, Marsha, we're just, you know, indebted to you for taking out your time and having us on for the second time, and we're ready for a third and fourth, but, you know, we'll share whatever you know, we, we have. That's, we're, that's we're, what it's all connected. about. We're connected because we're your connected. mission is so important. That mission is so important that 
And it can, I know it will save life. It saved your life and brought you back where you're no longer on that spiral with medication and mental institutions with doors closing and locking up on you. But you know, I think what really bothers me is the kids. Because I, I, kids are my heart and to have the passion. Now, another person, how are you familiar with Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride on the GAP syndrome? Um, have you guys I'm, heard I'm of not. Them? I have not. Yeah, I, yeah. Check that. I'm gonna send you some. I'll send you guys some email information on Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, and she's written a book called The Gut Syndrome, and she made that coalition when her son was diagnosed with autism at the age of two. Um, that and she's a neurosurgeon. She's from Germany, but she's in, lives in London. And she's a big, she's actually going to be one of their speakers this November, and I think they're going to be in Minnesota. But got a chance to meet her, reading her information, and she was saying if the mother's gut and nutrition, the kids will be born with certain things, and the the low sugar, all that stuff is a big factor for moms. And that's why we, with yesterday's Kitchen for Today and For Your Health, I put a program based on her teaching and some of the other ones called Labor of Love, teaching the next generation of women what we need to eat before you're pregnant, while you're pregnant, and after you have that baby. Because we're feeding that child months and years before you even decide you're going to be pregnant. So, and now we're seeing babies being born with very, very weak immune system. And the kids are more prone to a lot of illness and things now that they never used to have. I mean, I don't think a kid can fall and get right back up anymore like they used to. You know, I didn't wear a helmet with my bikes and all this other stuff, and we we took some fail and got right back up. But, you know, we're, generation to me is getting weaker and weaker because of what we're putting in our system. It's making us weak. So, yeah, I'm going to send you guys some information on Natasha Campbell McBride because I love her teaching, I love her studies, and she's helped a lot of people, who children who have some health issues, emotional is, issues, and then they put a diet together. And actually she's trained a lot of practitioners, doctor practitioners, on this diet, and you can go on her website, on the GAP Diet website, and those doctors, there's quite a few here in Georgia, and it's quite a few in Florida, too, um, that's Thank coming you. on well, board looking at nutrition for that. Yeah, We'll look forward to that. I, I think I would just close with one final message on this subject, which is, you know, sugar is not love. And, you know, you and I and many of us grew up in a generation where the way in which you would reward kids is uh, give them some <laughs> candy, a birthday cake, and, of course, we just had Halloween, but then comes Easter, and Christmas and so many different holidays that are now dominated by the processed food and candy industry. And I think, you know, we're still kind of stuck. Many of many people are stuck in the idea that the way to reward your kids is with uh, some form of, you know, a special treat. Um, but the best treat that you can give your kids is, you know, take them to the farmer's market, take them to a farm on the weekend, show them where real food comes from. And it can be plant-based, it can be animal-based. And to teach them the difference between processed foods and real foods, I think that's one of the most powerful things you can do. Um, you, you talked about, um, you know, how children are less healthy today. We're giving kids baby food from uh, day one that are basically processed starch and sugar. 
Um, whereas, you know, our mothers, uh, you know, made their own baby food and, um, of course, uh, you know, breastfed us and so on. So I think, you know, just making real food fun, like I said, taking your kids to the farmer's market or uh, even to Whole Foods or someplace where, the, you know, there's some really amazing displays of real food and making it fun to shop with them and learning how to cook together. You know, uh, you might spend more time shopping and cooking together, but I guarantee you you'll also be spending less time at the hospital and, do, and, you know, doing things that are really not fun, like sitting in a doctor's office. Yeah, and, yeah, and that is, you know, that is that is so true. And even going up on the cancer ward um, and seeing the children eating sugar while they got cancer, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, sugar helps cancer to grow. So, you know, that is really kind of crazy to me. And then now you have McDonald's restaurant within the hospital downstairs as to serving to people. So, but, you know, we, we, we have to wake up. We have to wake up. And I thank you guys for being on the show. Um, anytime thank you. Anytime you want to come back, anytime, as long as you want. You know, it's a two-hour show, so you can, the door is always open. Anything you have coming up, events, or even if you're going to plan to be here in Georgia, Ms. Roberta, you got to come check me out. we got to have lunch or we got to connect next time you hear okay Georgia. thank you, you so guys. much and a big thank you for your to your audience for listening take care and remember we're always here we're just a click away on the internet okay now uh wolfer you want to give them the website again and also make sure yes. they know your nonprofit. yes uh, so our website is hypoglycemia.org and you can find us on facebook uh just type in hypoglycemia support foundation into the Facebook search bar. We're easy to find. We've been around for 40 years. We are a nonprofit. We rely on your support so that we can support you. Um, and we'd love to hear from you uh, either via our website um, or on, in social media. And uh, please join our support group. And again, that's hypoglycemia.org. And uh, check out our infographic, hypoglycemia.org forward slash info. I think you'll be really impressed and find that to be really helpful. It covers a wide range of subjects related to hypoglycemia, and it was vetted by leading doctors in the field who all reviewed the information, and it's been a real help to a lot of people. All right. I appreciate you guys, and I just so thank you. You enjoy yourself and have a safe trip back. And thank uh, you. we'll talk once you get Bye back to Roberta, okay? All right, guys, have a good thank evening. You. Make it safe. All right, you on the hour network. Bye-bye. This is Marcia Patterson. Bye-bye. We will be right Bye-bye. back. We're going to take another break.
All right, you're back on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson for your help. If you were listening, we have Ms. Roberta on from the hypoglycemic and Mr. Wilkram. He's also the CEO of that org- nonprofit organization. And if you've been listening to my show since the beginning back in January of this year, I can't believe I've been on here almost a whole year, that my mission is to bring to us information that's going to change our lives and make it better. And that is about food. And I tell you, I'm not vegetarian, not vegan. I know things are expensive. And I can remember back in the days when I sent my kids to go to the grocery store. I mean, I can go to the grocery store back in the days and, you know, 50 or 60 bucks, you came home with some bags. Today you don't have that unless you buy the junk and things like that. But that food doesn't last. So my mission with yesterday's Kitchen for Today, my business where I do the workshops on canning, fermenting, is to educate us that we can bring those healthy foods back to our table. And being able to have people like Ms. Roberta who give her testimony and her story. And I truly believe that God has us all have a mission and a plan, and that's her mission and plan. Unfortunately, she had to go through that little dark valley to get to where God wanted her to be, to be that light for other people that's suffering from hypoglycemic or having the depression or the symptoms that she talks about, the headaches. And now we have this in our children and that these kids are depressed in middle school, high school, elementary. you got kids committing suicide in elementary. And if you go to her, um, Roberta's um, website, and that's one of the symptoms for some of the kids, suicide thoughts. How do you think, how do a kid think about killing himself? So it's important to me for you guys to check this out. Try the food. Try changing your diet, getting off the sugars, you know, um, do natural sugar, dates or, or um, something with fruit, and that much may be a lot better. So we'll see. But, you know, I know it takes a time and it takes a process of eliminating that. And guess what? When you start eliminating that sugar, a lot of people tell me that, guess what, your anger, your adjective, you know, just feeling anxious, a lot of those feelings and emotion will disappear. So our goal here with Yesterday's Kitchen for Today and for your help and the D-Hour Network is to educate us and to have us come back to a table that we can eat food that's real, that hasn't been processed, that's allowed to sit on the shelf for weeks and weeks without it spoiling, or the ants or the bugs don't even want to eat it. So guess what? We shouldn't even eat it. So I just want to share with you that it's important for us to do this and take your time. And, you know, I had classes on fermenting. I'm really trying to see how to do this live. Um, I'm not good about being on television or things like that. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really amazed that I'm doing this radio show. And I thank my niece, Cassandra Sanders, and uh, Derek. Uh, he's on his, uh, doing a honeymoon, him and his wife. And I want to thank them for giving me this opportunity because it's allowed me to have this platform because I've been on this journey for over 10 years, educating people about what I'm learning about healthy food. You know, I've learned a lot and I'm reading a lot. Natasha Campbell McBride just mentioned her. She's part of the Western Price Foundation. 
um, Dr. Barbara Setter, you know, and what I've learned from reading Ms. Roberta's book and other books, Sugar and the Criminal Mindset, and that there's studies showing that if we change our diet, and one thing I want to encourage people to start doing is drinking water, 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 because many people don't drink water. And, you know, um, one of the books I like reading, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty, and that book talks about how many of our disease is linked to dehydration. And, you know, the first thing people do, they drink nothing but sodas, coffee, or alcohol, and that dehydrates you. So and that dehydration can bring on many symptoms and many problems with your health. So I want to encourage people to drink water and add Himalaya sea salt. We talked about the sea salt, the minerals. You know, when God created us, minerals in the ground, and so those minerals are supposed to be in us, but we're not getting the minerals because our water, again, is not running through the banks and the rivers and creeks. So I challenge you to, first of all, start giving your children more water to drink. Add maybe a teaspoon of some Himalaya sea salt to a gallon of water, and that way you're allowing the minerals that's in the salt to be in the water, and then it can be in you. And you'll notice a big change and difference in your health. And when you start drinking half your weight in water in ounces, so if you're 100 pounds, you need to be drinking 50 ounces of water. So take that challenge and then cutting out the sugar, that would be another challenge, just to eliminate sugar from your diet. And um, pick a day where you just go all green. I'm just going to do vegetables. Or, you know what, fast. Sometimes we, you know, the Sabbath, you know, the Lord had a day of rest, and the Sabbath was a day of rest. I think we need to rest not just physically, but even a digestive system allow that to rest. So think about taking a fast, just fasting one day and going without eating, maybe just drinking, you know. Consult with your doctor and find out, you know, what he suggests for you to do, but I really want to encourage us to allow us to get in that mindset of allowing our body to do what the creator designed it to do is to heal itself. Now, I just want to remind my listening audience that the information you're getting on the For Your Health show is information for education purpose only. If you have any medical issues or any diagnosis, that need to be treated by your physician, please see your physician and get information. I'm bringing to the table information that has helped others, um, what they've done, and we're working to share with you so you can take this opportunity to share with others as well as yourself. Now, we're going to take another break. You're on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison, and I want to thank you.
All right, you're back on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison for your health. The first hour of our show was talking about hypoglycemics. We have uh, Wilson, the CEO, and Ms. Roberta from the Hypoglycemic Foundation. I am just, as I said before, if you're taking time to listen to some of the older, older blog, uh, blog talk that I've had, we talked about food and nutrition. I'm just a mom and a grandma that's wanting to get this message out that I can see, not just in my own family, if I can get some of my family members and even uh, some of my kids to change their diets. I know, I know, know, I know for certain we will have more of a calm uh, community, calm families, if people will learn that our food has a profound effect on our emotion, decision, and behavior. Uh, Penn, I'm going to share something with you guys. Um, the University of Pennsylvania, they did a study on omega-3 on nutritional intervention on childhood behavior problems. Many people, if I do workshops and people, we talked about how our grandparents and grandparents and great-grandparents gave their children cod liver oil. Cod liver oil is a high in a vitamin um omega-3, DHA, and EPA, which is healthy for your heart, your brain, your lungs. It's very, very healthy for your joints and everything like that. But what they're finding out, it affects your behavior because I truly believe what's happening is our brain is 60% fat. Your brain sits in salt water and that you have to feed your brain what it needs, the healthy fats. And that's like the uh, avocados, the omega-3s, the fish oils, those things like that, the saturated um, processed fat that we have, trans fat, vegetable oil, canola oil, those things aren't really healthy for us. But what's really, really uh, stunning is that um, people saying just giving these children um, the high fat of omega-3, the behavior change, um, the anti anti social behavior of being aggressive, all that was changed when people start getting the healthy food into their body. So we want to be able to help our children as well as healthy adults because I watch the evening news and I'm looking at some of these parents get arrested for beating their kids or doing something crazy. I was some grandma a couple of years ago here in Georgia. Um, beat her kid or did something because he ate the last piece of cake. So we know things, people are doing things impulsively, and they don't mean to. I truly don't believe many people want to hurt their children. I truly believe that we have mental illness, and our way of handling mental illness is we we lock them up until they show us real, real um, strange, bizarre things that, you know, the court said, okay, he's definitely mentally ill. But if you don't have that aura looking like you pulling on your teeth or pulling at your hair or looking deranged, really, really deranged, you end up in prison even though you need help. So my goal with this information is to share with you. We talked about fermented foods, which is the probiotics. You know, you see probiotics all the time on the news. I mean, commercials, they tell you, um, take the probiotic, you can get it in a yogurt form, or you have the tablets and things like that because they've overdosed us with antibiotics. 
we've been wiped, all the good bacteria has been wiped away with antibiotics. So now we have to put the good bacteria back into us, and that's the probiotic. Digestive issues, uh, acid reflux issues, everything's coming from the gut. Disease starts in the gut, and it affects every other parts of our body. So we, when I say we, I'm, we're, on, we're all on this journey because I know it can be extensive if you're trying to go organic, and we talked about that. Visiting your farmer's market, just like Mr. Wolf, Wolf, Wolf from said earlier, take our kids to the farmer's market. And you know what? We've got a farmer's market coming up Tuesday, not, not too far from the, my house. And I'm going to take my grandchildren there because they're here visiting with me for two weeks, and um, we're going to do that. So just learn some things I've learned about omega-3. It's great for bipolar. Um, it helps with depression. Omega-3, which is a, a cod liver oil. Um, arthritis, stress, um, lowering their blood pressure, improve their cardiovascular with the heart. So there's a whole host of things. And start doing your homework. Check it out. You know, you don't have to take my word for it. You know, I'm just sharing with you what I'm learning, and you can just pick that ball up and decide what you want to do, what's best for you and your family. And we know that the food here is is not healthy. So with yesterday's kitchen for today, um, my goal, like I tell people, I want to be the grandma of yesterday where I'm calling in the next generation to teach them the things that our grandparents and our great-grandparents taught their children, gardening, growing your own food, raising your own animals. I want to encourage people to go back to farming. Think about farming, you know, getting out the city and living on a farm. That's one of my dreams, one of my dreams. And two is to be able to can and ferment, mill your own flour, make your own bread, Teaching you these basic things and then saving your heirloom seeds. I mean, buying heirloom seeds and growing your food and saving your seeds. You see the people coming from, um, um, coming across the border through Mexico, and you got people in um, Venezuela and you got people in Honduras, various parts of the other parts of the world. They're hungry, they're in need of food. And I tell people all the time, we need to be prepared. You know, we have a class called Preparedness what I've learned from people who are preppers of how to have food and how to uh, stretch a meal and how to let food be your medicine. And so that's our goal is to learn how let food be our medicine. So I want to be able to share this with you so you can share it with your kids because I have no clue what the United States is going to look like one year, three years, or five years down the road. And, and, you know, we can't depend on the government, you know, we need to learn how to be each other's brother's keeper and learn how to take care of ourselves and our families. And that is through healthy eating and knowing how to do that. So, you know, I just want this program to be a way of you hearing from experts, like one we heard earlier, and all the other ones like Dr. Carter, Dr. Lester Carter, you know, a pharmacist, and he's an herbalist. And Brenda Cos, who has the Living Food Institute here in Atlanta, who had two types of cancer, ovarian cancer and breast cancer, and she overcame both of them with diet. So what we're bringing to you is nothing fake news or anything fictitious, but it's real people telling their real story 
because they got real results. And we want you to have that too for you and your family. So that's what we're here for. So we hope you tune in and let us know you're listening. So if you are listening, you can leave us a note or you can um, go to my email. It's yesterday's kitchen, the number four, today at gmail.com. I have a Facebook page. And I always post information on the Facebook page. You can go out there and check us out on our Facebook page on uh, Yesterday's Kitchen for Today. That's the number four. Or you can pull me up on Facebook by my name, Marsha Thaddison, that's T-H-A-D-I-S-O-N, and leave us some comments and just share with us that, okay, Marsha, the information you're giving me is helpful. I'm learning some things. Um, I just want you to be able to take this and run and make sure it becomes something valuable to you and your family to make life better. All right, we're going to be our network.
Okay, you're on the D-Hour Network. That was Marsha Thatterson for your help, and I don't know what was just happening with that music, and I do apologize for that. All right, tonight we were talking about um, mental health and hypoglycemic in food and just kind of touching base with coming down to the wire of the show. wanted to share with you uh, uh, that I was at the Fulton County Sheriff's Department. They had a youth rally couple weeks back, again, I was there on food and behavior, trying to educate people about what I'm learning about food and how it's affecting our kids' behavior as well as adults' behavior. And the frontal lobe of the brain is really powerful because once we feed that gut, it also feeds the brain. And the frontal lobe of the brain is more sensitive. You know, uh, what I'm learning that even people who's getting chemo treatments, um, Sometimes they become aggressive, angry, mean, ornery. It affects because that's poisoning they're putting in there, and it affects the brain. You may have someone that's had a car accident and and had a head uh, injury to their head. They, too, may have a personality change or altering change in their behavior, the way they think, how they treat people, or or just you got people that never used to curse and that start cursing and hitting people and being very aggressive from brain injury. That frontal lobe of that brain is very, very sensitive and even to sugar and that it's affecting our kids and eating the wrong kind of food. I'm telling you, it makes you aggressive, antisociable, delinquent behavior, food allergy, seizures, crying spells, mood swings, severe fatigue, insomnia, sudden temper, outbursts, failing in grades in school, sleeping in class, fainting spells, withdrawal, crankiness, all has to do with the full lobe of the brain. The brain is so sensitive. So we need to go back and take a look at how we're, we're putting on our plate because it's affecting the mom, the dad, because mom and dad, the kids going to only eat what we bring into the house and what we feed them. So, and I think if we start giving them that taste bud from vegetables and carrots and squash and stuff at an early age, then we won't have that trouble with them even trying to go in that direction. Um, one thing that I want to share with you is that there's a disease that the doctors have diagnosed called the Brewer syndrome. And this is where people who's eaten a lot of carbs and a lot of sugar, that they're building up, they have yeast built up in their gut. So they got the carbs and they have the sugar and they have the yeast built up in their gut. These individuals are getting drunk without taking one drink of alcohol whatsoever. And doctors have diagnosis at the Brewer syndrome. What the study has also found out is that us as parents and grandparents, we constantly feed our kids a lot of carbs, a lot of sugar. Some of these children may have a craving for alcohol and drugs at an early age because of the yeast and stuff that's building up in their gut. So we want to be cautious of how we're feeding our kids and how that food can be leading them to a mindset of a criminal mindset, and that's one of the book written by Joe Rodell that was written back in the 1930s, Sugar in the Criminal Mindset, and that it's, and if you look at the diet of some of the kids that's constantly in trouble or having problems, we'll see that 
They don't eat breakfast half the time. If they do, it's a lot of sugary cereal, drink a lot of sodas, pizza, hamburgers, um, a lot of carbs, a lot of carbs, and watch the behavior along with that. So just do an observation. Do your own observation within your own self first. Let's, you know, a lot of time we have to examine our own self and then be able to look and examine others, especially our children. So, you know, because they're only going to, like I said, they only can eat what we put in front of them. So just want you to know. And then, you know, learning that fermented foods is very, very, very healthy for you. Fermented garlic. Uh, we talked about how to, you know, how to make some of these things. We, but um, salt, how beneficial salt is for your body. We all need salt. And being on a saltless diet can cause you to have joint problems, heart problems. Um, I use it for my tooth. Um, I'm telling you that pink Himalayan sea salt is the best toothache relief ever, ever. Save your money. Don't go buy that toothache um, kit in the store. Purchase some Himalaya sea salt, the rocky one, and let that sit in some water for 24 hours because there's 84 minerals in the salt, and then uh, the minerals would then be in the water. And gargle, brush your teeth with it. You will be amazed. And I'm telling you, it will help because Himalaya sea salt is the best, one of the best salts that I use uh, and I love is the pink Himalaya sea salt, the Redmond sea salt, and the Celtic sea salt. The Celtic sea salt has 90 minerals. I think the Redmond, um, which is real salt, they have 60 minerals, and then the pink Himalaya is 84 minerals. And when God created us, we needed 102 minerals. So we, it's our job, those minerals back into our body so our body can function and operate the way the creator has designed it to operate. So, but um, just excited about having you guys uh, listening. Please give us some feedback. As I said before, you can go to my Facebook page, and that's Marsha Thaddison, or you can go to uh, Yesterday's Kitchen, the number four, today. Um, dot com. That's my website, but you can also go there to um, check out my Facebook page. I have a lot of great information on my Facebook page. You can always hit me up, message me. We'll get back with you. So uh, we know that we're on a healthy route together. So, and actually, I'm I'm still putting my menu together. I'm planning to do go raw for three months. So I'm planning to go raw for three months. So um, we'll check that out. And so hopefully everything will be okay. So we're going to take a break right now. This is Marsha Thaddison with the D-Hour Network. We will be right back.
right, we're back on the D Hour Network. This is Masha Patterson. I just want to thank you. Today is November the 4th of 2018. Next week, we're going to have Ms. Tamika mostly on again on Sickle Cell Part 3. Um, the reason we're going to be talking about sickle cell, um, I think I shared this with you. I have a granddaughter who has sickle cell, and at the age of five, she had a stroke. We didn't know, um, at least I didn't know at the time, that kids that have sickle only um, have strokes. And But the thing about it with my granddaughter, she never had pain crisis, um, so we didn't know that we should have been looking at the blood vessel and things like that. But, you know, it's all good. She's still alive. She just finished She finished high school. She's starting college. She's 20 years old, and so we're blessed. But um, a lot of family members who kids are in pain is very uh, crucial. But her and Dr. Ward are going to be on talking about Evenflow, which is an all-natural vitamin supplement that has been helping a lot of children and adults that in pain crisis. They're not in pain crisis, but um, looking at their numbers, their sickling is real high. So we're going to talk a look at that, take a look at that. My goal is one day hopefully have enough money for us to do our own private research to eliminate sickle cell um, in our population, in our community. So um, they will be on next week. And then we have um, Living Food um, with Dr. Cool. He's a holistic doctor here in Atlanta. He will be on on the 18th. And then um, the end of the month, We'll be talking about nutrition with uh, canning food and getting ready for the winter. Just want to be able to bring those skills back to the next generation on healthy food and how to prepare. So, again, I just want to thank you for being on with me. And if you have any questions or want to be a part of the show, just give me a call at 770-732-6124. You can go to my Facebook page. And you can find me at Marsha Sadison, that's T-H-A-D-I-S-O-N. And then my Facebook page for my business is Yesterday, with an S, Kitchen, the number four today. Yesterday's Kitchen for today. want to be able to bring those skills and things back that our grandparents taught us. I'm going to be doing more workshops. Actually, I'm planning a free workshop at the end of this month, and I'll update you on that here in Atlanta and inviting you if you're in the Atlanta area uh, want to be a part of this to come check me out and that will be on the 25th and that will be over on a Boulevard like 525 Boulevard Avenue I'll give you the update on that address um, so here in Atlanta so but just want to uh, say I'm glad you're listening uh, need some feedback I'm hoping and praying that um, the mental state of what's going on in the United States can change. Um, I truly believe our president is sick. Because from what I'm hearing and reading, he, all he eats is McDonald's. McDonald's. I think he do McDonald's in the morning, McDonald's in the evening. He eats a lot of McDonald's. And I haven't, I haven't bought nothing from McDonald's. I can't tell you when. I think I'm a baby boomer, so when McDonald's came to Wisconsin back in the 70s and late 60s, you know, French fries was the best thing I can think of now. Not that I would eat from them. And French fries don't even taste the same anymore, so I don't even purchase none of that stuff fries out. 
uh, only way I do fries if I do them at home myself. But I don't even do that often either. But um, it's hard to eat out when you're trying to make some changes with your diet, and I know that for a change, but even some of the vegetables. But I truly believe that that's what fasting is about, is to clean and to be done. Clean out your colon. You know, we had Kelly uh, Jefferson on talking about colonics, and I do do get colonics done. Um, I try to get them done per season and have that just kind of clean out. Because we take our car to the car wash, we might as well take our colon to the car wash and get that clean out and to allow our body to take in the nutrients and the healthy stuff that it, it, that it can take in. So we'll be right back. You're on the DR Network. We're at the end of the show, and I just want to thank you for being a part of the show. And um, I'm hoping you're learning something. I pray, I pray, I pray that I'm giving you something that's of substance that you can actually work with.
All right, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson. I just want to thank you for coming down to the end of the hour. Again, um, take time to go back and listen to many of my other blog talk, radio. Uh, it's educational. It's information that helps empower you for better health and better mind because, as my grandmother used to say when she used to get up, Lord, thank you for waking me up in my right mind Many people aren't waking up there in that right space of having that peace, that inner peace. Uh, we're allowing things of the world, the news, to shake us, and even in our own home. But I truly believe, you know, finding that inner peace, first of all, with God and then within yourself. And to learn how to love one another and love yourself first. But the information I'm giving you is powerful, it's, it's educational. Um, if any of you have any health problems, as I said before, please take time to talk with your physician and work out a plan that best suits you and your family and yourself. So I just want to thank you for listening to the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson. Join us next week. We will have Tamika Mosley on, and she will be talking with Again, we're talking about sickle cell and um, the sickling of the blood and how we can get we want to be able to find a cure. Uh, that's my mission. But um, that disease has been alone, around for a long time, and it's because the, the blood is not getting enough oxygen and it sickles. And so we need to figure out a way. I know Dr. Sabi uh, had said something about them doing it, being able to have a cure for sickle cell. My daughter did go to Honduras there, but um, and actually that was the same week he was, he was uh, killed. They, they killed the man had him in a prison cell like that, you know. But we lost a good man, but his, his work still go on. A lot of people out here sharing what he's done. So, But we want to share with you what we're learning and what is helping others. Okay? So I want to thank you for being on our show. We're ending the show tonight, and we'll see you. Well, here, hopefully you hear us next week and when Tamika's on talking about sickle cell. All right? Thank you so much.